All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WNR, the Body Transformation Podcast. But yours truly, Yash Jaswani. So today I'm going to be covering a very important topic on how to know when to take time off, basically. Because a lot of people, well, most of the clients who come to me either come from two camps, which is not knowing what to do and not knowing when to get started. So for them, taking time off is not really the problem, but getting started is the problem because they just make really silly excuses like, I don't really have the time, I don't really have the money, while they spend like ridiculous amounts of money on food and drinks every weekend, and I don't really think if I can do it, you know? So for them, simply getting started and refining the process as and when when you move along is pretty much gonna be the solution. But then I have some clients on the other training camp who who go so hard and not know when to take time off that they eventually break down and that causes them to slip off and lose all their progress for which they work for in the long run, you know? So this is like a really, really important topic. So in case if you have struggled to get in shape, if you've struggled to consistently hit the gym, this podcast is not for you, but if you would still like to listen for educational purposes, by all means, go ahead with it. So yeah. How to take time off. I'm going to be covering this podcast in five to six different sections. The first section is going to be what are the stressors, dieting and training as a stressor. The second one is going to be when to take time off. The third one is some of the symptoms of fatigue, some of the symptoms on when like when you're overworking yourself. And then the fourth one is going to be short-term strategies. The fifth one is going to be long-term strategies on unwinding. And the sixth one is going to be proactive time off versus reactive time off. So yeah, and if any other topic comes up on the fly, I will be addressing it then and there. So that's not really a problem. Let's crack on. What you guys need to realize that going to the gym and training harder than what you were used to previously doing is a stressor. You are putting an external stressor and asking your body to adapt from it, you know? Think about this. How do you get a tan? How do you, how do you, yeah, let's probably think like, how do you get a tan? You go to the sun, you go in the sun, you try to burn your skin to a degree from which it can recover from. Getting a tan is not healthy. The process of getting a tan is not healthy. And you are like trying to burn your sun and then as a process, like as an adaptation, your body pretty much gets a tan. Same goes for training, same goes for dieting, same goes for doing things which are out of your comfort zone. So that's technically like a stressor. So dieting and training is a stressor Eating less than what you want to eat to lose weight is a stressor. Eating more than what you want to eat to put on muscle in the gym is a stressor. To put on weight is a stressor. Training harder than what you were doing before in order to stimulate the required adaptations in your body is a stressor. So over time, that's going to cause your stress levels to go up. Pretty obvious, but many people fail to realize that it's actually like not healthy but it's in fact a stressor. The adaptations that you get after the stress level subside from the process is quote unquote healthy, but this done over time is not really healthy. So you will eventually reach the point when you're almost, where you're almost about to break down basically. Okay. So the second thing is what are some of the symptoms of fatigue? This is the second topic. What are some of the symptoms on when you know you're supposed to be taking time off in technical terms? Your blood pressure would be elevated or your blood pressure would be way too suppressed. This really ranges from person to person. In technical terms, your resting heart rate is really going to be elevated. So 
in case if you're used to sleeping at a resting heart rate of like 45 beats per minute or 50 beats per minute and you see a resting heart rate consistently consistently creep up over time your body your heart is working way more harder to pump the nutrients inside your body because it's figuring out that you are under the state of stress you know so that's the second thing then the third thing would be chronically elevated blood pressure that's in technical terms now for someone who has been doing this for a long time i would tell them to track all of these metrics example me i track my resting heart rate right upon waking up i track my blood pressure every morning right upon waking up and things like that but then a few subjective terms a few subjective indications which you don't really need like which don't really require measurement but your body itself will tell you is your desire to train is going to be way more or less Previously, if you're like really, really passionate about training, you'd go like, "Ooh, I can't wait to hit the gym, etc. That's pretty much going to wear off because your enthusiasm is going to wear off if you, if you consistently hit the gym. It's like doing the same thing over time. It begins to feel like a job. That's the first thing. Then in case if you are used to lift, lifting a certain number of weight for a certain number of reps on a particular exercise and you see that consistently going up and going up, but then eventually the strength gains begin to halt and your strength and your weights and reps in the gym begin to drop on the particular exercises your performance begins to diminish then you're better off taking time off because you've gone way past the point of recovery so take some time off that's another indicator the third thing is your sleep begins to take a toss your sleep quality begins to break you get far more broken sleep you don't feel refreshed you you feel like sleeping in bed all day you feel like really really fatigued the fifth thing is you end up getting crazy mood swings you get really irritable the sixth thing is your immune system takes a toss you get like colds you get like headaches and things like that so these are some of the subjective indicators which let you know like when you've gone past the point of no return and you've got no other option than to take time off so in this case the sweet spot would lie between keeping the subjective metrics in check and also measuring a few objective metrics like you know um measuring your resting heart rate measuring your blood pressure etc like this is really this really ranges from person to person some people get too stressed out with tracking because they are not that logical yet and they are still emotionally emotionally connected connected to the process now this is only with regards to training this is only with regards to taking time off the gym now with regards to dieting during a fat loss phase some of the indicators are like you just can't stop thinking about food you just feel way too exhausted and fatigued to measure meals day in and day out you just you you just like the cravings are like all over the place and you have frequent binges you know or like another thing would be your appetite is way too suppressed now there are some people that is someone like me my appetite is way too suppressed i just like let's say if i'm supposed to be eating 1800 calories i end up eating something like 1200 calories or 1100 calories like i feel so stressed that i can't even think about eating food like for some some people they respond that way now that's during a fat loss phase and if you face that you're better off taking some time off now the third thing would be like during a muscle building phase during muscle building phase now some of the ways that when nutritionally you know you're supposed to take some time off is when you're pushing in so much food and you are just disgusted towards food 
that usually happens at the end of a muscle building phase where you just want to puke when you look at when you look at food you just can't stop you just want to fast you just want to stay empty stomach you know and you're like constantly bloated the carbs are making you feel lethargic things are making you f- you're getting brain fog in your head there's that sick kind of fatigue not many people experience this because not many people make it to the phase where they successfully lose weight so that lose fat so that they can actually start packing on muscle but these are some of the indications where you need to take some time off force feeding yourself basically you, where you go up to the point where you like legit hate food and you just can't you just want to get away from it basically so these are some of the indicators which actually let you know when to take time off yeah this are some of the indicators so now this third topic when exactly to take time off well first of all there's a proactive way to do it and there's a reactive way to do it proactive way to do it would be like keeping in proactive way to do it would be like keeping in mind about your schedule so like let's say if you have six weeks of a clean slate ahead of you and the seventh week you're going to be traveling then you can schedule in your time off around the time when you're traveling so that you can concentrate on the purpose of your travel rather than training and nutrition that's one way to do it and the second way to do it would be every person has an individual response as to how long they can push for in the gym and how long they can, can they diet for before they almost begin to crack so that typically ranges from person to person so that would be anywhere between four to eight weeks or four to ten weeks basically so for females typically they can last longer because the way they are designed they can tolerate way more pain inside the gym and on the dieting and i don't really know how do they respond that much it really ranges from female to female but for men typically they can last for four to six weeks before they begin to crack because men typically can push way more hard inside the gym but then they so they they can only do that for like a smaller time frame whereas females can't really push that much weight inside the gym but they have enhanced recovery and they are more endurance based so yeah so as a generic rule for thumb for training and dieting in an optimal standpoint a person can just usually blast in the gym for anywhere between four to eight weeks before they begin to crack so a good place to start off from would be start off with your training and nutrition protocol and see how long you can last for and if you last for eight weeks then the next time when you rerun that probably keep things for six to seven weeks and schedule in your time off around the seventh to eighth week so that would be one way to do it that's the proactive way to do it now the reactive way to do it would be like let's say you are just simply training 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 you're simply dieting but then suddenly your love for the process begins to wear off but you still push through your love for training begins to wear off but you still push through you just can't sleep but you still push through and let's say you enjoy yourself let's say you lose your period let's say you have absolutely no libido in that case you get no other option than to take time off that's known as reactive time off or like let's say you fall sick you know not even like pushing or training but you start your training plan for two weeks and in the third week you fall sick now in that case you got no other option than to take time off that's known as a reactive way to take time off so you want to look at some of your fatigue indicators which i mentioned in the previous section and then you also want to correlate it with your lifestyle your travel your schedule and how you feel and then you want to make a decision as to whether you need to be taking time off or whether you shouldn't be taking time off now sometimes even when your strength is dropping inside the gym even when you 
hate the process okay but then you got to push through because two weeks later you're going to be traveling in that case it's not ideal to push through but then if you are like going to be doing this for the rest of your life if you're going to be training for the rest of your life you're going to be eating healthy for the rest of your life then you want to push through that fatiguing period and you want to schedule in your time off around the time when you're traveling you know so that's like another way to do it so there are like a range of scenarios and it's hard to quantify when and which solution works as per what scenario i hope that makes sense now short-term strategies versus long-term strategies to manage fatigue to manage exalt to to manage like not burning out from the process short-term strategies would be uh, you want to take care of your sleep you want to have the right amount of nutrition you want to have the, you want to take the right right type of supplements i'm not talking about steroids i'm talking about like health-based supplements like fish oil multivitamin creatine magnesium so that you don't break down quick so that your system functions properly so that you get the right amount of rest and recovery and then every once in a while you can probably schedule in a massage or you can go and spend some time at the beach or you can meditate or you can just simply chill out you know those are short-term strategies and they need to be a part of pretty much everyone's training and nutrition program if your coach is not really giving that to you if he's not if they are not really helping you manage your stress inside the gym and outside the gym then they're not really doing their job so taking time off on a day-to-day basis on a week-to-week basis and doing things that you like or sometimes even doing nothing is one of the ways in which you can manage your fatigue in the short run in the long run you want to be scheduling planned periods where you just simply take some time off that's a long-term strategy there's no way around it yes you can probably do some sort of meditation or go for cold showers or chirotherapy but that's probably going to make two or five percentage of a difference let's say if you are training and if you're dieting and you're exhausted from it a cold shower or an or a session of meditation is not really going to reduce the fatigue from that like that's utterly stupid but then simply doing less of what stresses you out is going to reduce the fatigue from the process simple as that you know so keep things simple for yourself now the last topic is going to be like proactive time off versus reactive time off every coach when they have a client come on board they need to ask the client what their schedule is like and then on the basis of which they want to be scheduling a time off on a proactive basis and then you also want to be asking the client to track in some bio indicators like their resting heart rate like their their mood their digestion etc on the basis of which you schedule in some reactive time period so you want to be working with the client one-on-one and you want to be communicating with them frequently basically so Taking time off is extremely important because that's just going to ensure like you stick to the process in the long run. Think about this. If it's going to take you 24 weeks to chip away all the fat, but then you go like, "Ooh, I want to do this in like 10 weeks, you know, and you start up with the process, you just go all in, but on during the eighth week, you break down. Now you got no other option than to probably stay in bed for like 10 weeks. and you undo pretty much all the progress and you get get back to square one that's going to be utterly stupid but another way to do this would be instead of going all in for 8 weeks go all in for 4 to 6 weeks and right when you're almost about to break down go and take some time off go and chill out recharge yourself and then blast for like another 6 weeks or 4 weeks and almost when you're about to break down again recharge and then blast again for like another 6 weeks that way 
you get an 18 weeks worth of progress, which is far more better than the previous approach of you just doing things and going all in for eight weeks, which is utterly stupid. So taking time off is as important as training hard, dieting hard and sticking to things. But then you deserve to take your time off if you do things when you're supposed to work, when you're supposed to train, when you're supposed to diet properly. Don't talk about rest if your adherence to the process is not really on point. So adherence is the most important thing as well. Anyways, I think this has been pretty much the bulk of this podcast. Now, a few clients have sent me a couple of Q&As. Well, one client has sent me two questions. So I'm going to be covering this in depth. When do you know if you need a rest day? Now, this is doing things on a very reactive slash daily basis. So I'll give you my example. I'm going to answer this question with an example. Let's say if you are training Monday, Wednesday, Friday or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or you have like a proper training routine and you like you're supposed to train on a Wednesday, but then Tuesday night, you didn't really sleep properly. Now, Wednesday morning, you wake up, you feel like absolute garbage. You just can't train. You just can't get out of bed, but you have your duties as a mom. And I know you're a mom because I work with you and you have your duties as a wife. You have your duties um, for work, etc. And you can't be bothered about training. <clears throat> Excuse me. In this case, what you can do is either you can still go to the gym, but keep your performance at the same level like you, what you were doing before or slightly reduce your performance. Just do things from a perspective of exercise, not performance. So that's one way to do it. And as a beginner, I would suggest you do that because you still haven't really built up the habit of going to the gym. It's still not second nature to you. Or let's say if all these habits are second nature to you, you still make time to go to the gym, you still get things done. Then I would go like, take the day off, get some sleep, get some rest. Because you asking yourself to adapt from training when your stress levels are high, is like absolute rubbish. You're not going to be adapting from training because first you need to adapt from the fact that you haven't really slept well, you know, and you can just simply postpone your training for like another day. So in case if you're training on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can go like Monday, Thursday and Saturday. It's not really going to make a difference in the week. You're still hitting the gym twice a week. So that's one of the, like one of the ways to do it. So to answer your question, if you haven't really slept well, and that basically is it. Like if you haven't slept well, preferably you're better off taking some time off. But then if you have no other option and that's your only day to get things done, then make it to the gym and try to catch up on your sleep later. The second question is, is there a better time during the day to stop the diet? For example, best at lunch time because you can burn better during the rest of the day. Uh, the answer is no. I mean, I'm going to answer this question specially, specifically from your perspective. Your perspective in your world, don't really think about a better time to stop eating. Because in your world, if I can have you stick to your calories, if I can have you stick to your protein consistently, that in itself is going to milk out a lot of progress. Yeah. But is there a better time during the day to stop eating? The answer is stop eating three or four hours before bed because if you space your meals further away from bed you signal to your body that you're going to be stopping eating and then your body prepares itself to rest and digest and when you sleep properly you spend you burn more calories from fat so you cause the deficit to tap into more fat stores rather than more muscle stores 
thereby positively affecting your look and giving you the toned look. So this is like uh, looking at the cart before you get the horse. You know, don't really look at the cart before you get the horse. Look at the horse, look at the big rocks, which are gonna make the difference. The big rocks in your world, which is gonna make the difference is sticking to your caloric deficit, having the right amount of protein, having enough fruits and vegetables, and just being consistent, you know, having like take emotional control, like whether your friends are having that wine and you wanna still stay in check, you know, being consistent is gonna reap out the maximum amount of progress. This is like five percentage, which is gonna make an, no difference, not in, not even not, not even a significant amount of difference in your world. Ninety percentage, which is going to cause the most amount of weight loss in your world, is going to be sticking to a calorie deficit. I know I'm preaching that is non-sexy, the non-spicy stuff, but that's going to get you to get things done. So I hope that makes sense. So fasting, etc., like all of this is just another marketing gimmick to sell things. It's not really going to make a difference. For intermittent fasting, etc., is just another efficient strategy to help you stick to a calorie deficit. Think about this: if you eat from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. and you squeeze in 1,300 calories or 1,500 calories from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., that's going to keep you far more fuller and help you stick to your deficit way better than if you were to eat from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That is, if your schedule allows you to do so. So. What actually reaps our progress is the fact that you're sticking to your caloric intake that actually helps you reap our progress. So that's what I'd like to let you know. Anyways, guys, I hope this podcast was useful. If you like this, come on, I give you guys a lot of value for free. Trust me, if I would be listening to this podcast like a couple of years ago, I would have been jacked in six months, you know. So please feel free to like, please feel free to share this, please feel free to subscribe or download this or leave a review just do anything because it will really really help me to reach all of y'all out there and that will help my business grow because i'm trying to provide a legitimate service of helping people look at naked basically for a living so yeah anyways if you would like to work with me fill the link in my bio below if you would have, like to have a look at my work again feel free to have a look at my instagram which is in the bio as well and um, guys have a nice day take care